So I would love to be able to have another year off. And there's times where I think, is it me just being selfish and not wanting to go back? Do I have real reasons for wanting to be off? And all of those kind of go through my head. And I do have valid reasons for sure. Like I just went through chemo and my surgeon recommends it, my oncologist, if I can swing it. And that's what I'd like to do. And even when I do go back, I find out that I should be even going back part-time. I've talked about this before. Like it's five years for no reoccurrence, 10 years for remission. So there's always that chance. I mean, I guess there's always a chance you could get cancer, but higher in these time frames or stages. I'd like to be with my family. I'd like to put them first for once. I would like to put me first. I would like to establish some very healthy, positive routines that when I do go back to work, that I can incorporate and they're still there. So my oncologist wrote a lovely, lovely letter to go back or not to go back, sorry, (laughs) of why I shouldn't. Fantastic letter. And I submit it and I get the call about, well, are you done chemo? And I was like, yeah, well, how long have you been done for? Well, you know, I finished then, but I still have, you know, checkups and everything like that. No, no, didn't ask that. Are you done chemo? Yes. Okay. So if you want to take another year off, you're not in treatment. You're not doing something specifically that's going to hinder you from working. So you might have to take a a leave of absence as opposed to a disability. And I just kind of sat there mulling this over and a lot of emotions, angry, upset, sad, guilt. And I did feel guilt because I was like, oh, I'm not on chemo. So maybe I, I am well enough to go back. But my oncologist wrote one and it wasn't me begging, saying, please, you know, like I need to be off whatever, right? Like validly looking and saying, yeah. So I, um, well, we're going to need a a note from your family doctor and that too. So I have a note from my oncologist, from my surgeon and my family doctor. And my family doctor calls and says, oh, we've got a request, you know, from your insurance or school board or whatever generally. And they are wanting all your medical records and that, and filling out all these forms about why you shouldn't go back. And I get, I'm just a number. I am not a person. They don't know my, my experiences, what I've gone through and all the rest. And they're just looking at treatment, done treatment, away you go. And it's, it is super, super frustrating because I don't feel like me and I want to, I want to so bad. I don't know if I ever will feel like I did before, but I don't feel me. And I feel like going back, I would be doing a disservice to my family and to the students I teach. So I sit with my family doctor and we have to go through everything. And it is more invasive than getting a big 
tumor out of my colon. It is, I felt more ripped open and exposed than bending over and having a doctor with their hand up my bum. Because it is different. All of that was physical and that this was going through everything and making you second guess yourself, what you're feeling and making you also second guess is, are you doing enough? Are you lazy? Could you be doing more? And what's wrong with you? Like, why? Why aren't you feeling nor like normal? And I mean, the doc, my family doctor, by no means whatsoever was making me feel that it was the other end of getting this filled out for my division. So I'm sitting down and we're going through everything and he is fabulous. He's fabulous. Like no questions asked. And he's, you know what? This is your health is the most important thing, but you're sitting down and you're talking about all the different side effects. And I've talked about these before. So fatigue, right? Like are you napping every day? No, but I also have a three-year-old at home. If I could nap every day, would I? Yes. There are days where I put Paw Patrol on for more than like one episode. Like I put it on for like two hours just so I can kind of close my eyes and know my three-year-old who's super busy isn't into everything. And I feel guilty. There are days where I am so exhausted at the end of the day that when my son comes home from school and wants to play and do stuff, I can barely get up the energy to play with him or, or do things with him. And I want to. Um, I want to have the energy to just to be able to play. There's times where when I was off with my son, we went to a park every day. We went for a walk. I know I should be exercising every day. There's times my three-year-old, like I said, we don't even go outside. I sit there and I do laundry or other things. And that was the other thing. When you're that tired, everything takes that much longer to do. So doing laundry, it takes, it, it takes a day the folding and everything, emptying the dishwasher, all this stuff takes time and more time and longer than it should, which can get depressing. So there's, there's the fatigue part. Um, there's the brain fog. It's frustrating. And as a teacher, I'm supposed to be able to explain concepts to kids and all of the rest. And when I'm sitting there floundering for words and doing a lot of uh, 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 tip of my tongue, I'm not sure, I can't make the association. I don't feel like a good teacher. Like, I don't even feel like a good parent some days when I'm doing that. Knowing that I like, I like to pride myself on that I'm, I'm smart, right? I, I'm, I went to university, I've got more than one degree, like, I'm not, I'm no dummy. But there's days I feel like a dummy. Like I just, I can't get the words. I can't get the association. I can't even remember things. And I'm just like, is this what dementia feels like? Like this, this brain fog is real. And I don't want to go 
to school or to work feeling like a, a letdown every every day or so. And then there's um, the neuropathy, being on my feet after a certain amount of time. Will it get better? Hopefully. But again, teaching is a lot of standing, sitting, but a lot of standing. Uh, there's the, in my hands for uh, fine motor. I teach young kids, helping being able to do up a jacket or doing little maneuvers and stuff, or even holding a pen and, and writing and doing that for long periods of time. I'm like, my hand cramps. It's sore. Like I, I just, you know, so there's things like that. So we're going through this and it's in depth because they want to know like, you know, on the scale, like how severe is it? Is it going to affect you going back? Like, and how much will it affect you? And then there's the psych, like the psychology part. I know talking to someone is great, but I also don't want someone to tell me when I should talk to someone and who I should talk to and have it all prescribed. If I talk to someone, it's my own time. I also don't want to talk to someone online. I don't. I want to do it face to face. I have a three-year-old at home doing stuff online. She's there. I'm not engaged a hundred percent with what's going online. I don't, and if I'm paying money and that good money, I mean, I want your time. I want face to face. I also have a great friends and family support network. This podcast has been, it gets everything out. It's out there. It's real. It validates my feelings. So I've got outlets. Do I necessarily need to go talk to a professional? Maybe. Do I need to write this moment? No, but that should be something I choose for myself. And it shouldn't be a, you have to talk to something, someone professional to show that you've actually got something severe enough going on to validate why you're unable to return to work. And that's where I kind of felt like that was my frustration. And so very, very frustrated, still frustrated. So we filled all that out. Um, and yay, I get, I get another year off. So it, it worked, it did that, but I felt like I said, just exposed and having to like pull out everything. And there's some struggles I want to be able to struggle with on my own, right? Not every struggle I have needs to be shared with everyone or needs to be with someone to go through it. There's some struggles that I think are okay to do alone and to triumph through. And it was like, nope, this is, let's let everyone know you're struggling. And there's days where, yeah, I struggle, but there's days I'm like, I'm feeling good and I shouldn't have to feel guilty about having good, great days where I'm exercising and on top of the ball and everything, right? Like, because for me not to be in a place to go back yeah, I have to be in the most shittiest place all the time to validate and to have an excuse of why I'm not at work. And instead of having this, and this guilt of my good days and my happy days and, oh, maybe I should be working or should be doing something else. And the guilt's there. And whether it's intentional or not, but that's the way they make you feel about it. They make you feel like, if you're having a great day, then why are you not here? 
And it's just kind of like, because I'm trying to put together good days and good days for me might be very different than good days for you. A good day for me might be like, I am not thinking about cancer every 10 minutes. I've only thought about it twice today. And that could be a good day. So that's hugely, hugely, hugely frustrating. Um, and so I, this happens and within, I'm not even joking, maybe two weeks, not even, I get all of a sudden these appointments calling. So I finally get, you know, approved for extended disability and I get this appointment of, oh, um, June 6th, you're doing an exercise program at, you know, the Holy Cross this time. Well, I, I, I have a child, make it work. And then another one, June 16th, you're doing rehab at this time, make it work. Well, I need to get a cert. It doesn't matter. You're doing this. And the things that I'm doing are positive. Like the exercise stuff is something I want to do. The rehab is something I want to do. But when it came in and how it came in, it felt like it was, you're doing this to prove that you are getting better and we're going to make you jump through hoops to approve this disability. So you do all of this stuff to show that you're getting better and you're wanting to get better. And that's how it felt like instead of this positive about like, you know what, you've got neuropathy and we've got things to help you with that because we want to see you have a better quality of life and the exercising and that's super important. So instead of making it this positive, which it's supposed to be, it felt like it was like you are doing this because you have to. And as anyone knows, if it's very different. If you're told you have to do something as opposed to here's a great opportunity, your outlook and your approach to it is completely different. But I keep trying to think and stop it and say, you know what? I need the, this exercise thing is going to be a positive thing. This uh, rehab is going to be positive. So these are the two things that are coming up that I have, that I have to do. But I'm also like, no, I want to do this. I want to do this for me. So if this is something I have to do, whatever, but this is something I want to do too. So just trying to flip it on its head and think more positively because enough negativity in my life. Like I, we need this positive vibes all around. So I'm going to do this exercise program. And so I'm kind of excited about it and rehab. And it's going to focus on my neuropathy. So again, I'm kind of excited because these are some of the things that I really like that are lingering side effects that I'd like to, you know, move on with and, and improve them if possible and get better. Right. And then addressing brain fog is another one that can be done and just overall mood because if I need to speak to someone, I will, but I'm, I'm in a place where I can turn, not get to the depression part. Like I, I'm able to turn it around and I'd like to stay that way and I think I'm in a good place and if I'm not I know that there's resources out there and that's the thing just hit me with the resources let me know they're out there and so I feel like I've got all the materials at my fingertips and I've got you know my book is full of different things that I can do my tool I have lots of tools in my toolbox and I might not need to access them all at once, but I know they're there. 
And that kind of also empowers me and makes me feel good. So very frustrating, very exposing and that, and you're trying to talk to someone and I'm trying to be positive when talking to them because they're just a cog in this big machine. And I'm, I'm a person, but I know this now with healthcare and everything that it's really hard to be that person. You're, you're constantly advocating for yourself, but no one knows your story and they've all got their own stories. Everyone's got a story, right? So it's nothing personal. They're not out to get me. These people are not trying to make me feel as little as possible. They're just trying to get through the day like I am. And if I can just, you know, let that go and everything will be great. <laughs>